this is Ed Nichols, superintendent of Madison City Schools, and you're sitting with the soup. This is our podcast for Madison City Schools that helps us give you a deeper knowledge of the programs and activities that go on uh, to support students and teachers in Madison City Schools. Today, I'm excited that our topic is college and career and what all opportunities that we have in Madison City for our students. Uh, I have with me today, uh, Caleb Owens, who's our district college coach, and then two of our college and career counselors from Bob Jones and James Clemens. From James Clemens, I have Lana Mescunas, and then I have uh, Stephanie Bostic from Bob Jones. And so we're going to talk a little bit about career college opportunities. And I'm going to start by letting them kind of tell a little bit about themselves. Uh, Stephanie, I'll let you start. Just tell us a little bit of background about you and what got you to Bob Jones. So I grew up in a small town, Cotwood, Alabama. And after high school, I went to the University of Alabama, where I graduated in special education with my bachelor's, went on to receive my master's in counseling and my master's in administration and my doctorate in educational leadership policy and law. So um, neither one of my parents attended college, so I think that kind of sparked my interest to be a high school guidance counselor. I always wanted to give students maybe um, what I didn't have and what I didn't know. So um, I'm so happy to be here and to speak to everyone about college and career today. Great. Uh, Lana? Uh, I grew up in Plano, Texas. Um, Went to uh, Texas Tech University in Lubbock. Got my undergrad in education, teaching, um, and then I went to the University of Texas of the Permian Basin to get my master's in counseling. I started out as a fourth grade language arts teacher, taught for nine years, and then I had a wonderful school counselor who would come into my classroom, and I wanted to be just like her, and that is what spurred me into going into counseling. Um, And I've counseled kindergarten all the way up through 12th grade, and now I get to help kids decide what they want to do with the rest of their life. And so that's a wonderful opportunity. Okay, great. And Caleb? Yes, sir. Good morning. So um, I'm originally from Anderson, Alabama, so a couple hours uh, from here. Um, and I actually attended uh, Gaston State Community College um, as an athlete there, spent a couple of years, transferred to UNA, where I did my undergraduate degree in psychology. Um, that was a fun time. I actually got out of college. Wasn't sure what I wanted to do, if I wanted to stay, something with mental health or going to education, but I actually got a job at Calhoun Community College um, here locally, and that's what brought me to Huntsville. So really have a passion for helping students figure out what they want to do. I served there as a recruiter and academic advisor, and then I transitioned to Madison City Schools. This is my fourth year in the district. So here as a career coach, I think it was a good transition, being able to work with high school students again, but a little bit more broad to talk to them about career opportunities and different pathways. So. Happy to be here. Great, great. Um, Lana, I'm going to let you start. Tell, tell folks a little bit about what does a college and career counselor do? Um, our main goal is to help children have a plan for after they graduate from high school. We work with the ninth through 12th graders in um, college exploration, career exploration, uh, you know, military recruitment. We work with if they want to go into the workforce. Um, whatever it is that they are aspiring to be later on in life is what we guide them through and to um, help make sure that they have that plan after high school. Okay, Stephanie, you're in that role as well. Tell me, tell me a challenge. What is a challenge uh, in that role as you address those college and career opportunities with students? 
Yeah, so I would definitely say a big challenge is for students who they're not really sure what they want to do, um, what their major is. They feel a lot of pressure from whether it be their parents or friends, from everybody else. Um, so I would say just talking to them and telling them that it's okay if they're not really sure what they want to do, that, you know, they can always start at a community college or if it's a four-year school, um, but just I, I really encourage them to sit down with their academic advisor and just be very honest and say, look, I'm undecided. I'm not really sure what I want to do. That way, whenever they start taking classes, they can just start take general classes and perhaps they'll fall in love with a professor or fall in love with a class. And from that point on, they'll know exactly what they want to do and they'll find their niche. So it's okay if a student is not really sure what they want to do and if they're undecided. You know, um, that's, that's such a great point. Um, my daughter is a sophomore at Sanford University, and she started as a freshman undecided. And because of that, they had a special counselor and programs, and I'm sure other schools do this too, uh, programs set up to explore um, those majors at the university before she declared a major and made sure that all of her courses carried into a major that she could pick. And so, you know, I think that we hear so much about students who start in one career and then change that uh, finding a way uh, to give them that, I think we find more of that. Uh, Caleb, tell me a little bit about your role and what you work with as the college coach. So um, in here in the district as a career coach, I do a lot of things that have to do with careers, a little bit with college. So kind of like Lana mentioned, the overview of trying to help kids find a pathway. Um, I do work a lot with the upperclassmen, so a lot with seniors. I'm trying to develop that plan. And so we're really blessed here in the district to have multiple touch points. So I know that they have college and career counselors. And then I may talk to some students about, okay, exactly, do we want to do a career assessment? Or do we want to talk about a little bit about getting engaged with things outside of the school? Kind of like you said with your daughter, hey, if I don't know what's out there, how do I decide what I want to do? Um, and just understanding that, hey, if I decide to do four year or two year or go, go straight to work after high school all of those are great we just want to get the details as far as what works best for each student so we've been able to bring in guest speakers um, we have people that come especially from colleges but also from different industries to talk to our students about those pathways so I think it's as beneficial to have an Alabama rep or a Sanford rep or UAB but also to have someone like Mazda Toyota come in and talk about opportunities after graduation so that's a little bit about kind of how I fit in. You know I noticed recently downtown we had an event where middle schoolers went and they had the um, Von Braun was set up with careers. Do we do those types of events for high school kids or I know we bring colleges in um, but what about careers and those types of things what outlets are there for for them as they get on up and can think about a career? Well, we've had career seminars at James Clemens in the past where we've had um, uh, people from our community, parents that will come in and they will do a guided um, maybe tour of their job and what they do. And, you know, it, they include things like their salary, their duties, what kind of education they had to have in order to get to, to that position. Um, so we've had that. I know Caleb has had career panels come in where he's had several uh, different uh, companies come in. And again, they go through basically the same information with our students kind of opening their eyes to if maybe they want to go to Calhoun Community College and go through a certificate program or something to that effect instead of maybe a four-year uh, degree, then that's an option that's open to them. 
Okay. And, and you know, people, we hear a lot about FAFSA, F-A-F-S-A. Yes. Um, Stephanie, tell, what do folks need to know about FAFSA? So FAFSA is known as the free application for federal student aid. So it's an application that allows parents to submit their tax information to see if they qualify for a Pell Grant or a loan. Um, one thing is we do not see that information. So a lot of parents are concerned, you know, are you going to see my tax information? And at the school level, we do not see any of that information. So parents do not need to worry about that. Um, but one thing to keep in mind is with scholarships, um, sometimes the FAFSA is required for a scholarship. For example, like at Calhoun Community College, the FAFSA is required to get a scholarship. So that's one thing that parents do need to keep in mind is a lot of colleges do require the FAFSA to receive a scholarship. And the state of Alabama requires that all seniors either fill out that or a waiver if they choose not to. And, and we actually get a report back by schools, uh, you know, rated uh, to meet that requirement. That's a legislative requirement of, of the state of Alabama uh, to fill that out. And, and, my, and my thought was, and I guess y'all can, as I recall, the reasoning behind that was is there were millions of dollars yes. left that were not taken that people were eligible for. Correct. Okay, Actually, Dr. Nurse, I think uh, the state of Alabama was trying to be proactive because I believe, I don't know the statistics, but I believe there's a correlation between those students who completed the FAFSA and then what their you know progress was after the fact, whether it was enrolling in a two-year school or four-year, even getting a scholarship like Stephanie said. And even when you think about first-generation college students who may have a particular financial need or even other students that may not be first-generation, that FAFSA kind of comes into play for success down the road. So kind of glad Alabama wanted to do something, but it's not a thing to like force parents or students to do anything I think the knowledge should be there of like this is they're trying to be helpful and raise awareness and because it's a uh, graduation requirement this year parents also need to know that they can fill out that opt-out form right now if they would like to do that but if they later want to go back and fill in the FAFSA they can do that also there is no um, you know if they fill out the opt-out form that's fine we'll just put that aside and and uh, count the FAFSA. Yeah. One thing to also keep in mind is if, if your student is interested in work study, they must complete the FAFSA. So work study at college, in my opinion, is just kind of an easy job for a lot of students. It might be filing or answering phones. My little sister did it. It was great. You don't have to work weekends. You don't have to work nights. But in order to be eligible for work study, you do need to complete the FAFSA. I can remember work study. I worked in the music library uh, as an undergraduate. Was, back then, I was going to say we shelved books, but um, <laughs> and uh, but not not today probably. But uh, you know, Steph, you mentioned something, Stephanie, and and I relate to this is that I was the first person in my family to go to college, and yes, so sir. there were a lot of things about college that my parents didn't know. Absolutely. You know, and I'm assuming you know we we hear such a high number of our students go to college or go into the military but I'm you know we still have parents and students who this is the first generation to go um, and and so giving them that information to understand uh, all of the paperwork and requirements that's going on I assume would be a lot of what you do every day how much information on a regular basis uh, and I'm assuming you email this out to parents on a regular basis tell me you know, if a parent's sitting out there going, well, I'm not, 
getting any of that. You know, what what could they have expected to have been getting? And maybe they can go into power school and make sure we have the right address. Well, yes, that and if there's a subscribe button on the website, on the main page of the JCHS website, uh, website that they can go in and put their email address, they'll start receiving all the emails that comes out of James Clemens or Bob Jones. Um, a lot of the information we send out is through email. It can be scholarships. It can be information from colleges that are coming to visit. Um, just general information about essay writing, interviewing, those tips, anything that we think our students could benefit from, we'll go out on an email to those parents. Essay writing. I remember that. That that when my daughter was applying for colleges, all the different I kept I kept wanting to ask them, could they just not combine into one essay mm -hmm. for every college? But some some required six little paragraphs, some required a big essay. Uh, so I'm assuming you know that's something that we help students with. ACT, everybody, you know, talk about that a little bit. Um, you know, when when should kids take it? How are we working with them on that? Give me a little update on that. Who wants to go first? Okay. okay. So uh, students should start taking the ACT after they have completed Algebra 2 with TRIG or during the fall of their junior year. Um, this allows the students to take a close look at their scores and really work towards getting um, a better score. In the spring of the junior year, they will actually take the ACT at the high school for free, and that's provided by the state. So after they take that spring test, I would highly suggest that they would take it either over the summer or before October of their senior year, because if they take it October of their senior year, they will not miss out on any scholarship uh, deadlines. And this is very important. So I suggest Algebra 2 with Trig, junior year, fall of junior year, then they'll take it for free spring of their junior year, and then one more time their senior year before the October test. And, and you know, we hear that during COVID, a lot of colleges didn't require that as an entrance, but I know, like with my daughter, while they didn't require it as an entrance, it was used for scholarship decisions and those types of things. So the, the need to take it and get the best score possible is still there. It, that hasn't yes, left us. Would you agree absolutely. with that? Absolutely. And we're starting to see a trend where colleges are going back to requiring the ACT for admission now and that these students are getting through that COVID period of time in their high school career. Yeah, just because the ACT is not required for an application or for admission does not mean that the ACT is not required for a scholarship. There's but, a big difference. Yeah, that's what I thought. Caleb? Sure. So I will say a, a great conjunction on how I work with the college and career counselors is, so we, we have a lot of students, specifically a lot of seniors in Madison City. So you have your students that may be fortunate enough to do well enough on the ACT to be considered for some scholarships, which is great, right? I guess option A. We do have other students who, for whatever reason, maybe not the best test takers or, hey, maybe I'm really good at English, not as good at math. So I think that looking at certain schools, like, say, Calhoun or like a Drake or maybe a Wallace State, something like that, an ACT is one option, but they also offer placement exams at the, the local colleges. Um, so that's something that will allow a student, let's just say, if they're 
English scores a little bit lower, but it's good enough to get them into an English one-on-one. Maybe they start at the two-year level, and later they're able to transfer to, you know, your Alabama, your Auburn. So I think that now if you have a senior and their score may be 16, 17, somewhere in that range, that doesn't mean panic or that doesn't mean, hey, I can't be a successful college student. It may just mean maybe my route needs to look a little different. So we were actually able to offer that AccuPlacer exam through some of those colleges here in the high schools last year. So that was pretty cool for those students to say, hey, you know, I'm college ready. I may not be getting a full ride, but later down the road, um, as a transfer student, they don't look at your ACT. So I think that it depends on where you are as a student, as a senior, to that affects that planning process. Okay. And you know, um, I was reading an article the other day about, I think it's so many years in a row that the national ACT average has declined. I, I'll have to put a plug in for all our folks that uh, we had an increase and uh, in the ACT score in Madison City. So I, I'm, I throw out a shout out to all the classroom teachers yes. and, and the work that they do and prepping Absolutely. kids. And uh, we're, you know, uh, that we, we've got the best folks out there working with kids. Well, all right, so I'm gonna ask you to leave our listeners uh, with one piece of advice uh, for navigating the college and career selection process. So Caleb, you get to go first. If you had to give them one piece of advice, what would you give them? I would say um, as, as students, ask a lot of questions um, and really explore your options. I know a lot of students don't exactly know what they want to do when they're 17 or 18, which is pretty normal. Uh, but I think that if they can do some job shadowing or maybe if they can do an internship or just ask your teachers or people, family, friends that are in certain careers, because I think students only know um, what they can do as far as uh, the concept of you know what they know so hey my mom's a teacher my dad's a nurse whatever so I think asking questions and trying to get involved and in doing some of that exploration would be my suggestion just figuring out what that pathway looks like all right Stephanie I'd say overall that a test score doesn't define who you are um, it's really about it's not about where you begin it's really where you end and at the end of the day you got to show up and you got to work hard to be successful there you go Lana? And I think um, to start early, you don't need to wait till you're a senior before you start visiting colleges. Um, there are lots of career inventory tests out there that are free online that you can take if you don't know what your major, what you want to major in. But just starting early, um, using some of the breaks that we have here, fall break, spring break, those type things, use those to go on college visits, spend some time, talk to students, talk to some department department heads in the major that you think you might want. Yeah, I, you know, as uh, we were doing that about two years ago, and, um, and I can't, you know, just walking on the campus, taking the tour, meeting other students, uh, you know, it, there's more to that visit than game day. Right. Yes. Don't you go know, game, game day, day is not real day. Right. Uh, and so no one going and visiting the, the, the different departments and talking to them, it really made a difference. I, I, you know, I, I remember in our own journey with, with my daughter, when she got on the campus uh, was when she made the decision mm-hmm. of where she felt comfortable. That can be and, the number uh, one thing. I, you know, that's, that's a lot to be said about success, too. Um, so, yeah, I think that's great. Well, listen, um, I certainly appreciate uh, the three of you and what you're doing to help our kids uh, begin to look at those journeys. I think the advice you've given them is great. First of all, start early. Start early. And also, uh, you're not defined by how you start necessarily. You may get a little little bump in the road. Uh, you may have to change your path a little bit, but it doesn't mean that your end goal has to change if you're willing to, to put in the effort and the time. 
And uh, I think there's a lot to be said for that. And so if you're listening and you're a parent, there's information comes out from the schools concerning this. But if you have a question, uh, you can email um, Caleb or Lana or Stephanie, and uh, they will be glad to help you uh, find those answers and help your student to do that. So I certainly appreciate the three of you and the Thank work you. that you do Thank for you. our kids. And uh, I hope that you've got an insight a little bit of what is being offered to help our students as they prepare to go out into the university or college or workforce or the military, uh, wherever they're being guided. I certainly know as a district we want that for our students. So you've been sitting with the soup today with College and Career. Uh, hope you're having a great day. We're glad to be here in Madison City Schools.